Hello, and welcome to Monday Movie Munchie Madness. This is your co-host, Michael. I want to start off this week by uh, apologizing for the quality last week and just telling you that uh, you can expect that not to happen again on this podcast because what we're doing now is listening to the footage. <laughs> what do you call it footage? Is it footage? Listen to the recording I don't think so. before we bring it into the editing room uh, instead of the other way around. So the other way around would be... Anyway, don't worry about it. It's not going to happen again. Sorry about last week. This week we saw... You guys missed a good cast last week. It was good. It was good. I couldn't listen to it either, though, so I don't blame you. Uh, the last 15 minutes is, uh, is solid, though, if you want to go back and give that a shot. Anyway, this week, Murder on the Orient Express, uh, the classic Agatha Christie tale. Hercule Poirot, Solving the Mystery of the Orient Express. This podcast will contain spoilers. So get your tickets and hop aboard, because this train's a rolling. Hello, and welcome to Madness Monday Munchie Movies. I'm Nick Owen. I'm joined today by Michael Brown. Michael, how the hell did you grow that mustache in a week? Let me tell you, a lot of inspiration and a little hard work. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, thank you. It's huge. Yeah. I know, I wish this were a video cast so I could really show it off. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. Um, This week we saw Murder on the Orient Express, as you previously mentioned. (laughs) <laughs> what do you think? Well, you came in pretty high expectations, I think. I eight, did. Eight out of ten, was it? Did I say an eight? I don't know. Oh, boy. I think high. I said a seven. That's I high. thought you like, yeah, came in a little right. higher than I that. I did. Oh, you're right. Um, yeah, I don't high know. expectations. I, I'm, yeah, I'm really hoping that you, you didn't give it an eight. No, to I, be didn't, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. It wasn't a, it wasn't a full eight. I liked it, though. I did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I like I mentioned. I like the I like the character. I like the, the story, even though I don't remember it until the very end. Yeah. Like right before he said it, I was like, I remember what happened. In this. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, um, it was good. I would. It's like a mm, maybe a six and a half. Okay. I'll give it a six and a half. I'm even a little lower than that. I think. Okay. A five and a half, probably. Five and a half. All right. Yeah. Um, there's some things I like, some things I didn't like, but uh, I think overall the cast didn't get utilized enough. Yeah, and man, it was quite the cast. Yeah, such a good cast. Um, and I don't know if we talked about this last week going into the, the movie or if um, I just forgot and... But I didn't realize that Kenneth Branagh directed it going into the movie, I don't think. Okay. Did we talk about that last week? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was... Starring and directing is... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I, I think it was pretty interesting because the movie was like about that character. Like yeah. The whole movie was centered around everything he did. For sure. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of the movie was just about his mustache. Right, which I liked. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I thought that was kind of a problem. Is like he he directed and starred in this, 
and he didn't utilize anything anyone but himself almost yeah i i know what you i know what you're saying i really do because it's like what's the point of having such a great supporting cast if you're gonna lean so hard on just one character yeah not utilizing the supporting cast at all at all right so who did you think who let me give me some examples like what would you like to see because uh okay well let me the way that uh they used Johnny Depp, like, I mean, not the way that they used him, but I'm so glad I didn't have to see much of him because, like, he was just disgusting looking. <laughs> like, just lo- yeah. like, I was so creeped out just by looking at Johnny Depp yeah. for the first, uh, I don't know, 50, 20 minutes of the movie. Um, so I'm glad I didn't see much of him. He didn't, like, get utilized at all. Um, but, like, I mean, I wanted more Josh Gad, I wanted more um, Penelope Cruz. I wanted more Daisy Ridley, of course. Of course. Um, all of these characters I wanted more of, and I, I, I didn't get any of it. But one of the uh, the supporting characters, and we've seen two good performances out of her now uh, on the cast, is uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm, okay. Right? Yeah. She was great. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she had a very strong performance. Mm-hmm. I thought she was the main perpetrator for a second. Yeah. When she had the knife in her back, I was like, oh, she did that herself. That's what I thought. <laughs> you think so? Well, that's what I thought for a second. It's interesting because... Yeah. That'd be hard to do. Yeah. How would you like, even do that? It, it was like, like right in the square of her back, so... She stabbed right in that spot you can't hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that spot where you can't, like, uh, yeah, put some block on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow she stabbed herself. Okay, you're right. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, but her performance was really good. Yeah, um, Johnny Depp was was gross. That character was nasty, and I, I, I know he's not going to watch that performance because doesn't he like famously not watch any of his movies after he does them? I didn't know that. He's a lucky guy because that was gross. Yeah. Well, for most of his career, he should just like it makes sense because no one should watch most of those movies. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. How many Pirates of the Caribbean movies are there now? Yeah, it doesn't matter, but. It's too, too many. Too many. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He hasn't made a good movie since, like, Edward Scissorhands. And I didn't even see Edward Scissorhands. It's the Edward of Scissorhands. <laughs> Seinfeld? Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, so underutilized cast. I totally agree with you. Um, I, I was, at the very beginning... I was like, okay, how are they going to establish this Poirot character? Because, like, I was telling you after the movie, that PBS show or whatever, the Mm -hmm. original one, was like, I loved it. I was staying at home, sick. I watched, like, 500 episodes of it. And it's it's fantastic. And it's like, okay, so I see Poirot as that guy, that guy who plays him in that TV show. Sure. I don't know his name. I'm not going to look it up. We don't do a lot of research on this show. But um, I see him as that guy. So I was like, okay, now we got to see, like, Branna... How do you say his name? Branna? It's, is that right? It seems like Branna. It ends with a G-H, which is weird, but it's well, Branna. A-G-H is like, ah. Ah. Branna. Famously. Famously, Branna. <laughs> so, yeah, seeing Kenneth Branna playing him in cells, like, okay, we'll see. And then, you know, right at the beginning, they're like, here's how intuitive this, this guy is. The priest, the rabbi, and then oh, yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? And then and then he solves the crime real quick, and it's like, all right. So that's, like, classic Poro in, like, a really condensed version. 
He's like, yeah, he's, he solves this thing where he saw the clues that no one else saw. Well, and, that, and that part was pretty cool, right? It was cool. Right. Totally. That first scene, yeah. Yeah. And then it, it made me just want to see, like, him solving a bunch of little mysteries throughout the movie. I could do more Poro movies. That's what I'm trying to say. I like more I think that character sure, but what about, I mean, I think even, like, a, a TV show would be better that you're describing. Right. The TV show is great. Yeah. I would recommend because it. Because it's, like, it's on Netflix. You can have, like, it. these, like, 30-minute or 45-minute little mysteries and have it entertaining you know the mysteries almost fit better in, in that short amount of time I felt like the movie was almost a little long yeah they kind of they kind of draw it out a little bit I just think that it's, it just happens to be a little boring is the thing yeah that it's, might it's, be it's under two hours like it's not that long it seemed did it seem long though it seemed long to me yeah um it looked really good mm-hmm. the movie was like pretty good looking like a lot of colors and like mm-hmm. you know the snow and everything um and i think there was some cool camera work or some cool yeah, shots you know like absolutely there's the one tracking shot where he's on the train like going through each cab and yeah um talking to different people like you know started talking to michelle pfeiffer and then like talking to different people mm-hmm. but that shot was kind of cool and then uh there's another one like it was on top of their heads yeah you like know? the cutaway they like and they're going through like each compartment. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool too. Yeah. I agree. And there's some other ones, but, uh, one that, that stood out to me was after the train crashed, it derailed. Yeah. Um, they had that canted angle shot. So it's not, it's like, off that's right. Yeah. And it's, it gives you the, that feeling that like, and people are like spilling out of their doors and it gives you that feeling that, that the train is off the rails. Yeah. And so you can kind of feel it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, really good use of the camera angles for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, as we're watching, I definitely appreciated that. So yeah, his his direction in that in that sense was very cool, mm-hmm. very unique. Um, yeah, and stylistically, like you said, it was a lot of vibrant colors. Uh-huh. Um, the costumes were really cool. You know, uh, from yeah, from a visual standpoint, like this movie really it puts you in. It was like the 1930s. Is that what it was? I think. That's what... Uh, sometime around. I was trying to figure it out. Okay. The, the doctor graduated from medical school in the 1920s. And it was post-World War One, but pre-World young War doctor. II. Yeah, so he was a young doctor. Okay. So, post-World War One, pre-World War Two, doctor maybe a few years into his career, yeah. maybe six years or so. Mm-hmm. We're, I'm going to assume like 19... Early 30s. Okay. Um, yeah, by best guesstimates checks out that's good that's good yeah that's good logic all right but yeah good look to it for sure um mm-hmm. a, almost a little bit over stylized where yeah. some parts of it i was like eh, it looks like they didn't probably need to go quite that far it looked like uh what's that uh that movie where they have like the bells it's like the christmas movie and it's like tom hanks polar express the polar express yeah, yeah. i haven't seen it but. i haven't seen it either but i i know the style <laughs> I, I know the style where they like they like rotoscope the whole thing yeah. and like made like real people 3D for no reason. So oh really? I, yeah, like the whole thing. It's stupid looking. I'll I'll show you. I'll pull this up. What's it called? The Polar Express. Yeah. I read a funny tweet. Uh, it was like my son said <laughs> he wants to see the murder on the Polar Express. <laughs> <laughs> see this? Like, there's no reason to to make. Oh, yeah. Like, people look like... It looks like a video game. Yeah, it does. Why would you do that? Like, that movie's not <laughs> out of the ordinary. Like, this movie could happen in reality, so what's the point of doing this with the characters? 
Um, and obviously this, this movie, Murder on the Polar Express, yeah. if you will, didn't take it this far. Um, but see how, like, super stylized? Yeah. It didn't. I don't think I would like that. Yeah. So it, it didn't quite get to that realm for me, but it was like, it was, like pushing it. Oh, really? Uh, well, I, I thought, just because just this, like, style popped into my mind a couple times. Yeah. Like, the exterior shots of the train, they looked a lot like the exterior shots of this train. Kind of. Kind of. Um, but no, I liked uh, what I, I liked the setting too. How it was kind of set on that, and I don't even know is is the, do you think the Orient Express was like a real, a real se- train? It seemed real. Like the the route that they take through like what was it like? I don't know. The one guy North just like Africa starts rattling off every city like, yeah. before everyone gets on. Yeah, and I was trying to figure out like it is goes, that realistic? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, it is. It's a real train. Is it a real train? No. Okay, this, the statistician says it's a real train. Thankfully, plugging the numbers twenty four seven back here. <laughs> doing the research that that we're not doing. Yeah, there was a murder on it too. Oh, there wow. was a murder. Oh my god! How many different mur- like? Have you seen any of the other ones? There's like which other ones? Uh, there's like four different murder on the Orient Express movies. Oh no, I never have. Like this is like the fourth or fifth or something like that. Okay. There's like a TV movie, and then I think two, even two older ones than that. How many does Kenneth Branagh star in? Just this one, I think. Yeah. I think the one in 1974 is the most famous. I accidentally just Googled murder. I don't want to do that. <laughs> if I wasn't already on a watch list for Googling why a couple weeks ago. Googled murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. You're, you're looking up, like, how to make, or, like... How to buy lie. Yeah, how to buy lie. <laughs> what it's used for, how it's how you use it. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good idea. Oh, it's published okay, so Agatha Christie published a book in nineteen thirty-four. So I think that gives us kind of a, a time it's period. It's good. Yeah, it's a good idea okay. for a time period. Okay. And there was a murder on this train. Right. And there was an Orient Express, like our statistician said. She got stuck on a train one time, and it, like, inspired this for her. Oh, really? Yeah. Those trains were pretty fancy. I could see traveling that way. Train life. Yeah, that train life, that, like, uh, first-class train life. It seemed pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the food looked pretty good. Yeah, the food did look good. <laughs> like that cake they're eating? The one that uh, Johnny Depp brings to him? Yeah. I was looking at that like, hmm, they should serve cake in this movie. Yeah. Well, oh, like, yeah, Like, exactly. while you're watching uh, it. I see it. Yeah, they should have come out with cakes. Similar cakes? Yeah. There should be more interactive movies like that. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. We should start a bakery slash movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, they've got the arrangement of... The breakdown... You guys, the oh, breakdown wow. on uh, Wikipedia for Murder on the Orient Express is incredible. They got the arrangement of the coaches, so you know exactly where to find everything. Where everyone was, where everyone was staying. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, check that out if you're near your computer <laughs> right now. Not if you're driving, obviously, but if you're on a train, check it out. Because you're not driving when you're on the train. Just another. Oh, they have unless you're, yeah, you're not driving the train. Unless you're driving the train, but. Shout out to all the conductors listening out there. <laughs> uh, they have a 
adventure game, a PC game from 2006. A point-and-click game. Check out the 1974 cast. Okay, let's check this out. 1974. You might explain why they have, like, an underutilized cast. Like, they might have just wanted to, like, kind of do the same thing where it's just a huge cast of really good people. Some of them are, like, people I recognize, but I don't remember their names. Oh, Lauren Bacall. Yeah, exactly. Who's Albert that? Albert <laughs> Just wanted to say that. Ingrid Burton. Smitty McCall in the Smitty McCall game. Oh, yeah, she's the girl in uh, Casablanca. Jack right? Oh, Ingrid set. Bergman, yeah. Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Okay. Easy call. Michael York. <laughs> hey, do you, do you say isn't Anthony York Perkins yet? a guy? Yeah, isn't he the guy from Psycho? Jeremy Lloyd. Yeah, Is that a guy or no? I don't know. I think Jeremy Lloyd. Yeah, I think Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, of course. Michael York. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm curious to, like, I'd, I'd probably watch this. Uh, I'll check it out. I'll watch movie. them all. Oh, Sean Connery was Colonel Abutnot, oh. who became Dr. Abutnot for this film. So that's interesting, because they used Dr. Abutnot as, like, a way to bring the, the, like, the racial tension of the 1930s into the movie. And uh, yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, and that guy was played by Sean Connery in the in the 1974 movie. Uh, so I'm, I wonder. I'd, I'd be interested in seeing that. Yeah, I'll check that out. But I wonder if that was uh, something they just did for this movie, or if that's how the book is, and they're maybe being more true to the book. I think the poster is the same, right? Uh, I thought I saw the same style, and it's a pretty sweet looking poster. That's a cool poster, with the knife. That was like the gestalt with like the people's faces around and the, like the handle is like the train, train yeah. yeah that's pretty cool this one is this the poster you're thinking of or no probably not well probably not because that looks, nothing, looks nothing like, like it. the one you described <laughs> <laughs> what did this I, it just no there's one that looked exactly the same okay but I don't know if uh, I'm sure yeah there's probably someone just posted different names on there different faces kind of yeah like one of those redditors who would you have liked to see more of in the movie most I guess uh, I think Josh Gad was really underutilized yeah I'm I big, always want to see more yeah, Josh Gad Josh Gad's like I feel like I really would hate him as a person yeah but like I really like his acting sure you know ever since like what was the first thing I saw him in maybe the I, social network we, we can't go to uh, 21 was, <laughs> social network no, he was in 21 I was thinking of a scene from this scene from 21 that reminds me of the scene from the sure. social network <laughs> when he's working at that store but yeah I like oh yeah 21 I, I think course. 21 was the first time I saw him I liked him a lot I, I would love to see him like and he was a stage actor yeah I, uh, I missed him on uh, I was gonna when, ask you that when I saw Book of Mormon okay I saw most of the cast but for some reason he was uh, he was out I'm sure he's just big leaguing everyone, you know? He's like, I'm a movie star now. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes on the movie sets and he's like, I'm a Broadway star now. <laughs> <laughs> he's just big leaguing everybody. Josh Gad, he's son of a bee. Um, but yeah, he was he's obviously funny, super entertaining dude. Um, he didn't sing once in this. Which yeah, I not was once. A little disappointed with. Give a very compelling, slightly overacted performance, which was like perfectly fitting for this movie. Yeah, everyone like even all the, uh, all these characters, all these side characters, um, supporting characters, I guess if you will. I will. Um, 
they were almost like each just a parody of themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone was kind of overacting and, like, I don't know. They didn't seem like real people. Yeah. And I don't know about everyone in this movie, but I think most of these actors are, like, stage actors. Because Kenneth Branagh... Um, look at look at the movies that Kenneth Branagh's directed... Um, it's a lot it is a lot of like Shakespeare yeah and I think so I think a lot of the actors in this movie are like come from the stage where you have to overact like it's not the same as film acting where they like you dial it back because it's more you know you get like that real feel when you're on the stage I think you have to like project the character a little bit more more of like a kind of a performance right more of a performance right sure yeah um, and yeah, so I feel like the same way about this about this film and how a lot of the characters are like a little bit larger than life. Yeah, exactly. And I liked that though. I mean, I I, I liked I liked it because it fit into the style. Like they committed to a style for this movie. Yeah, and then they followed through on it. So for that, I guess it's just like it. a little more goofy place, I than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you know, I know what you mean. Yeah. And, and from that standpoint, it's very different from the TV show because I feel like the TV show is way more dialed back and sort of, I will say realistic for kind of lack of a better word, but mm-hmm. it, it's not overacted. It's very, it's, um, it's a lot more subtle. So like Poirot's character is the most, he's like, he's like the biggest character in every scene just because he's so like out there. But he's not quite, like, measuring his... He's not Monk, you know? He's not, like, measuring his eggs. You know the TV show Monk? <laughs> Where he's, like... I, that, he's I like honestly, the only thing I know about is that you're, you're just all about it. No one else has ever talked to me about Monk before. <laughs> all right. He's, like, OCD or something? <laughs> yeah, he's very OCD. So, yeah, Monk is, like, a Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, like, you know, a, it's, like, a TBS show. It's, like, yeah. a TBS show that's I probably been off the air for, like, 10 USA, years. USA, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I definitely watched that back in high school and whatnot before then. But anyway, um, yeah, it's not so. The but the Poirot TV show is not like this movie. It's not like that very stylistic, like overacted, big old characters. It's more. It's more like dialed back. It, it feels like you're, it feels more realistic. I think is what I'm trying to say. But I just wanted to say that in a way that took five minutes to say it. We're <laughs> uh, in here that says Ag- Agatha Christie was. Oh no! I'm sorry. Forget what? forget that one. Ah, that sounded good. It, yeah, I feel it, like it would have. Uh huh. I feel like you stumbled upon something. Yeah, I thought I did too, but it was just like I misread something, so it's like uh, way less cool than I thought it was. Okay. That's fair. So, sorry about that. I have a question. Okay. What was the point of Manuel Garcia Rulfo? Like, at all. Like, even at the end when they reveal I think everyone was involved, like, what was that guy? He was the, uh... What did he even, like, was he pointless? Or was he that... sold a car to the guy or something? No, he was his, uh, chauffeur. I thought the old guy was the chauffeur. Uh, I thought he was the... He's no, like the, the old butler. guy was the butler. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
That guy was the chauffeur. I, but I think that character was in there so they could just be a little racist towards Latinos. Yeah. That's what Penelope it like. Cruz, too. Yeah. yeah. But they weren't racist towards her, but they were ra- like They're uh, trying to not be racist. What was... Um, Penelope? What would you say? <laughs> said Penelope? Penelope Cruz. <laughs> Penelope Cruz. Uh, remember when Willem Dafoe's character was like trying to... He was trying to act like... He, he, he was, was racist. racist. Yeah, well, yeah, right. He was trying to act like a racist. Yeah. So he like was racist towards the doctor, and then he's racist towards that uh, the driver. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's all part of his character. Yeah, he's a Nazi. He's playing a Nazi basically. I wanted more Willem personally. <laughs> yeah, and Willem, another stage actor, right? Super serious stage actor, as I found out from Marin's podcast yeah, when I right. interviewed him, and he was yeah. like, it was like almost too much. Yeah, a lot. Um, I really couldn't understand anyone in the movie either. How so? Like, understand? What do you mean? They all had like dialogue? crazy accents, and I'm just like, what are you saying? Most of the movie. Michelle Pfeiffer said it was like deceptively challenging to film the movie just because of like the time era, and like that could have been part of it. it was like the accent, like they didn't even know how to talk. Like, it's like a weird. Nobody knew how to say <laughs> say words. They're all back in the thirties. They're trying to talk like 30s people. And they all did have, like, different dialects. Well, even, like, the American guy, that he was, like, well, I guess he was Mexican, but... Which one? Uh, the guy we were just talking about. The driver? Yeah. Not, not Willem Dafoe. Not, yeah, not Willem Wasn't Willem Dafoe, Dafoe an American also? He's, like, from Oh, yeah, well, from yeah, exactly. He, uh, <laughs> he was fake and he was from Austria. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the other guy couldn't understand Manuel anything. Garcia Rolfo? Yeah, he could not understand anything he was saying. Maybe that's why I didn't know what the point of it was, because I couldn't understand him. So what I wanted to see more of this movie is, I, I kept losing track of the fact that it was a Poro movie a little bit. You lo- you were losing track of that. A little bit, because How? because the character in the TV show is is constantly like calling people out on their bullshit, yeah. and he barely did that in this movie. He does it like once... Every like half hour, but he should have been doing that like, like once every minute. I don't know. I like didn't. when, like when he's sitting eating cake with Johnny Depp, he was constantly like, calling him out. I know, right? So he, that, but he should have been doing that with everybody all the time, because that's that's what that character is. Constantly I thought that's what the like, movie was. Yeah, but there wasn't enough of it for me. Like I wanted more. I think I would have hated it more if there was more. Okay. Well, I, I was like, a, I just wanted to see that. That's that's kind of what I wanted out of this movie. Was I wanted to just see. The poor old character just calling everyone out for everything. I was thinking you're probably gonna come in here, uh, get give it like a seven. I was close. What did I give it? Six and a half. Yeah, it's pretty close. That's pretty close. I didn't hate it. I know, but I feel like it's more of a just a uh, a familiarity with the the character. Yeah, but you're, I, I you're think bound to like hurt, it. I think that also hurt me though. Really? Yeah. I mean, I wanted an eight. You know. True. I feel like, and I, that was my expectations going into the movie was I had a certain way that I wanted them to treat the character, and they didn't quite treat him like that enough. Like at the very beginning, when he goes through the whole spiel in like five minutes, you know, that whole solves the whole mystery, like as he's oh yeah, Before as he's like the eating breakfast and like that's how the that's how the character in the show is. Yeah, it's like oh like something happened to him and. 
like his favorite hat's missing, he won't go outside. He'll have already solved the mystery, but he like won't go outside until he like gets his hat back. Yeah. And then he'll go tell everyone that he solved the mystery. He's just like that. He's like very neurotic in that in that sense. Yeah. And I wanted to see more of that. This guy was was the way they portrayed the character, like he was almost too adaptable. So the fact that like the train got derailed. I yeah. feel like the Poirot from the TV series would have been like not okay with that. What do you, what do you mean? Like how he, you know, he's how he almost didn't take the the, the he didn't want to help with the uh, yes. solving the crime because yeah. he was like on vacation. Yeah. And then the guy just like takes his book and he's like, ah, all right. He's like, no, I've got my Dickens. I feel like I wanted to see him push back more. I wanted to see like twenty minutes of the movie where he just refused to do anything. And then where he just sits in his room reading and they're all freaking out about the murder and being derailed. And he just sits there and doesn't do anything because he's like in his own world and so hard headed that he isn't going to do what anybody wants him to do. He's only going to do what he wants to do. And then I'd like to have seen him come out of his room and solve the movie in like the last 15 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) So I wanted like (laughs) an hour of him, like the first 15 minutes of him solving a crime an hour of him just chilling out relaxing just lamping and then I wanted 15 minutes where he solves the whole mystery super quickly okay that's what I wanted to see well that, so, that was what I was expecting I'm sorry I didn't get it either I guess yeah it's okay um, I was reading an article today and there's an interview with uh, Kenneth Branagh and he was in Dunkirk as we mentioned last week sure um pretty pretty big character like in that movie of course um but he's talking about Christopher Nolan you know Christopher Nolan being the best at at that craft you know sure um I don't know what my point is here but he uh I think he's got a long way to go in, in his directing I agree with you and I and I think he took the easy way out by using um the styles that we just talked about and even the camera angles that we talked about. Yeah. I think all of that was very by the book. I think the acting was like he chose he chose obviously very good actors yeah, for course. the whole for the whole film who, you know, even though their sort of scope was limited, they were going to kill it in that even just a small amount that they were on screen. Hmm. He chose over stylized like very intricate Train and like everything was like the from the the like sort of sepia at the beginning at the, at the train station. Sure, felt very sort of Casablanca ish. It felt like one of those nineteen thirties sort of movies and the cafe and all that. Yeah, the setting for sure. Yeah, the setting. So I feel like everything he did was done really well, but he it was all the low hanging fruit. He didn't take any risks with this movie at all. The canted angle when the when the train goes off the rails, like that's the easiest choice he could have made. <laughs> because that's exactly how you tell the audience that the train went off the went off the rail. If he was going to take risks with this, yeah. If he was a more experienced guy, like he might have done something totally unexpected there. That would have given you the same what? feeling. Well, I don't know. I don't know what that is because <laughs> I haven't. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not Christopher Nolan, but yeah. uh, what I'm saying is, I think, I think he went for the low hanging fruit here. And I think that I think it's fair to say. Yeah, and so the what you it's get not how is, I describe it, I guess. But I, oh, I, I think what you get is you get a movie that's good, but you don't get a movie that's great, and you don't get a movie that is super memorable. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna watch it again. Five or five, five point five. I think says that. Yeah, I think so. 
I, I think with my 6.5 says, I'll see this again. But I'll probably think the same thing next time I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I do want to see? Um, and I don't know if I need to see Kenneth Branagh. Branagh? Directing and, and starring in it, but I would like to see more Poirot movies. Yeah. You mentioned that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I would watch more, I guess. But uh, they'd have to step up the game. Here's the guy from the TV show. Obviously way too old to play it now. Yeah. But I'd love to see how many... How many? Look how many seasons. Thirteen seasons of that show. Wow, you've seen them all. Oh, not even. Yeah, I've seen a lot of them. You saw all that one day you stayed at home from. Yeah, it was a couple of days. Uh, yeah, sure. In bed, sweat, <laughs> sweat my ass off. Yeah, fevered. Um, you, do you have any suggestions for who should play Pora? Oh, great. Great question. You know who I'd love to see play Poro would be like a like a comedic actor because his his character is all about timing. So you know, in the same way that um, they did like uh, what's his face, I'm kicking myself right now. Hold on, what's who's Iron Man? Tony Stark. I mean Rob Downey Jr. <laughs> so. <laughs> So in the same way uh, that they had, uh, hold on. I'm searching. I'm searching on IMDb right now. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, I mean, I want to. So, so the Sherlock Holmes feels... series, right, with huh? Robert Downey Jr. The, the Sherlock, the Sherlock Holmes series with Robert Downey Jr. Uh, yeah. They chose. He's like a comedic actor. His timing's really good. Yeah. Um, that's who I want to see. Not Robert Downey Jr., but someone, someone like him playing this character next okay so I don't know who that yeah, would be you probably can't play <coughs> excuse me um, Sherlock Holmes and Hercule no but like Steve Carell for example maybe Steve Carell maybe Ben Stiller <laughs> okay Some guy, someone like that yeah uh, Jack Black might be a little too out there I'm looking at comedic actors right now uh, Leslie Nielsen probably would have done a great job Rest well, yeah. in peace. What about Oscar Isaac? Like, it's kind of like his character from Suburban Con. Well, I was actually thinking of oh, Oscar Isaac would be a really good one. That's a great. I was thinking of the point. like uh, at the first, the start of the movie that like that character should have been in this movie. He would fit right in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that character from Suburban Con in this movie would have been great. Brilliant. That's really brilliant. <laughs> Oh man, the next time they make this movie it's gonna be so good. Yeah. If they do it that way. <laughs> With Ben Stiller's uh, <laughs> poor Island. John Oscar C. Isaac. <laughs> yeah, John C. Riley as uh, Cassetti and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, then Let's start shooting that movie. Mi- like mystery mystery stories. They rely on timing the same way that comedy movies rely on timing. You sure, know, yeah. Of like someone catching someone just in the act of doing something or getting the last clue just in time. And so I, I think there's sort of a natural fit, be a little bit of a crossover between comedy and mystery. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Where do you have something? Mm, no, it's swallowing. Yeah. I should probably get a drink of water. Um, 
What's your What's your favorite train movie? Oh, favorite train movie. Do you have one in mind? Oh no, but I just know that like there's we we already like have another uh, train movie coming out. We saw the commuter trailer like the last three weeks, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I think of. Uh, <laughs> Oh, the Darjeeling Limited has to be my favorite train movie. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course it does. For sure. Yeah, I just keep thinking of Snowpiercer. But I, like, I like Snowpiercer It's a good movie, too. so I don't want it to be my favorite train movie. Yeah, though. it shouldn't be your favorite. I feel like if it was your favorite train movie, it'd be a little a little weird. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's something about eating blocks of crickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gross. Yeah, that's gross. My favorite train scene is in The Sting yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I would almost consider that a train movie. <laughs> just from that scene. Yeah, yeah. just from that, <laughs> no. that piece that takes it's place on a train. Scene, it's one scene, but it is that really scene. But it's a great scene. Train movie. <laughs> yeah, so I'll definitely say. What about that one with Denzel and, <laughs> and That's the only one I could think of. Chris Pine. That one? Yeah, I like, really like it. Don't, don't stop the train. Denzel and Chris Pine. Stop the train. Denzel Washington train movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Some oh, unstoppable. Unstoppable. <laughs> I never saw that. It's no, not good. Not, it's not okay. What about uh, Fruitville Station? Ooh. Oh wow! That's a train movie. That is. That's, <laughs> that's a train movie. Yeah, that's a good train movie. <laughs> what else? Uh, did they ever do a Thomas the Tank Engine movie? No. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Okay. I'm sure they probably did. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been not, no, not a live action one. Okay. Fair enough. Um, why don't they? Oh, these are. Uh, why don't they just have a list of train movies? Oh, the best train movies of all time. <laughs> Here we go. EU.com. Oh, Entertainment Weekly. It's not EO.com. Ew. 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 <laughs> Next stop, Polar Express. Oh, God, Polar Express is on here? Well, we know this is a bullshit list then. Oh, it's, like no, cl- it's one of those click-throughs? Yeah, it's Slideshow. I, I hate Slideshows. Murder They're on the all Express. Murder on the Orient Express? <laughs> yeah, the top two. <laughs> and what is this, an advertisement? Here we uh, go. They're doing limited right there towards the top of the list. Strangers on a Train. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock. So come on, Alfred Hitchcock. I'll bet that's good. I'm, I'm not familiar, but uh, yeah. I'll watch that though for sure. I'll check it out. The Lady Vanishes. <laughs> oh, weren't there good some good like? Uh, what about the Girl in the Train? Isn't that a movie that just came out? Oh, that movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> weren't there some good cowboy movies where they did like train robberies? Sure. Like Billy the Kid. Butch. Butch, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. They did. Yeah. yeah, they robbed the train in that movie. <laughs> So it's still not really a train movie. That's true. Yeah, that's... All right. More ew. Dude, they need to change their name. Silver Streak. Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Big Gene Wilder guy. Big Richard Pryor guy. Big Richard Pryor guy. Yeah. That's great. Train to Busan. Never saw it last. Yeah, I think we're getting into some, uh, yeah, some garbage here. You got a good train story? Cassandra Crossing. <laughs> Man, I just try and sleep on trains yeah. mostly. I took a train from uh, <laughs> Venice over to uh, uh, Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah, that was a, that was a hell of a train ride. Sure, I'll tell you that much. I I went to sleep. I was in a, I was in a train car. I was by myself on one of the stretches. I think uh, along the coast of France. 
and I go to sleep, right? And it's just me in this car. There's like six seats, but it's real plush. It kind of looks like it's like a seating, like one of the seating cars they show at the end of, of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I wake up and there's like these two couples sitting next to me, one on each side. And then they're like significant others are sitting across from them. Right. So now there's five of us in the car and one of them's arguing in Italian. The other one's arguing in like German, these two couples both arguing in different languages right next to me. And I was asleep and they woke me up. I was just like, what, how did this happen? How did I end up in this situation? It was pretty, uh, and then what happened? It's pretty rude. Uh, then what happened? I got up and went to another car because there were other cars available. Oh, good. These people just happened to want to sit. They just want to hang out with you. Yeah. <laughs> wake me up for no reason. So that's probably the best train story I've got. Yeah, this is a good one. Okay. Oh, I remember when you opened the toilet in the train, you could see the tracks below. That's pretty European. <laughs> that did not happen on any train that I was on, but... Uh, it's not, I don't think that's a sign of a great train. Yeah. They didn't have a fancy... They might have an eating car, but it wasn't fancy. They had the person with the little trolley coming by yeah. trying to serve me some European snacks. Okay. Yeah. Well... What do you say? What do you say? Do you want to uh, talk about next week? Yeah. You dig the I think we, I I hope we can see this. Oh, are you getting real ambitious right now? Not real ambitious, but like it came out this week to like four theaters across. Mm. Like it's starting to get reviews and. Uh, Should I look it up before we tell the munchers? Real quick to see if it's playing anywhere. Uh, no, because I don't know. What I'm gonna do if like okay. <laughs> like I don't, have, I don't have a backup. Let's option. go. Let's do it. <laughs> Just uh, head first. Well, next week we're planning on seeing three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's got to be re- released pretty widely. That's Hopefully more this be. week. But like I said, it was like checks uh, box office mojo. Box office mojo. Oh, I'm checking right now. You just check. I'm gonna check Google. Look up Showtime. Alamo Draft House. Hipster. Oh, San Francisco. No. Yeah. Oh boy. Looks like we're going to San Francisco this week, boys. Well, I'll do it. <laughs> I want to see this movie. Yeah, I do too. This really surprises me. I feel like it's probably gonna come out a little wider this week. Okay, so this is through Tuesday the 21st. What's today? The 11th. It's not working yet. But hopefully, yeah. Hopefully they'll release. Wider. <laughs> anyway, um, I know that's. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I'm. I mean, we're we were already talking. Uh, you know, potential best actress awards, right? Yeah. Talking Oscars for this Talk, one. Yeah, there's a lot of Oscar talk for it. A little Oscar chatter. Um, Plus Sam Rockwell. Yes. Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand. Yeah. Um, the poster is. This poster is like. Very similar to uh, the murder on the Orient Express poster. I like this poster. Well, pretty sweet. You see it multiple times in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I mean, Justice League's getting a wide release next week. Man, I've heard uh, good things about that Thor Ragnarok movie. I saw it. That's good. Okay. Um, What's up with Justice League? I don't know. I thought Black Panther was the next one coming out. That's a different universe. Uh, it's just the next one on my 
This is the next superhero movie on oh, the schedule. Oh, superhero? Okay, all right. Sweet. Black Panther's Marvel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which Ju- is DC. Justice League is Batman and right. Wonder Woman and Superman. Okay. All right. So I like the Marvel Universe better anyway. I mean, I'm not really trying to see it. I want to watch this movie. Yeah, three bo- three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Let's do it. Okay. Let's go for it. Even if we have to go hipster for you guys, we'll just throw on a scarf, um, my tightest pair of jeans, and uh, keep this mustache, and we should be good to go. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Do you have a pair of glasses I can wear? Uh, I mean, I know you don't wear glasses, but, like, do you have a pair I can borrow? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what do you uh, what are you thinking for this movie? I'm gonna try and keep my expectations realistic. Same. I'm gonna say it'll be a six. That's, I think it's pretty realistic. I think. I mean, I don't know if it's realistic, but it's very. I'm, I'm hoping it blows my mind. I'm hoping it blows my mind grapes right out of the water. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven. All right. That's a lot of people I like. Um, the director. I, yeah, who is the director? I was just about to ask you. It's like the same guy who did Seven Psychopaths and uh, some other movie I've never seen. Martin McDuh. McDonough. The McDonough. Martin yeah. McDonough. Why can't I say anyone's name? Is it, is it a reading it's, thing? It might be at least reading that thing. AGH sound for you for some reason. You're right. You're right. McDonough. Uh, if you have a diagnosis for not being able to handle the AGH sound, go ahead and write to us at Quad Impod on Twitter at MMMPod Don't write to Facebook. me. Do not write to me. Or uh, MMMMM. Oh, in Bruges. Oh, he's directed in Bruges. I love in Bruges. Yeah, does that change your six at all? It, it's going to change it when we review it next week. Okay. For now, I'll keep it low, but. Um, uh, uh, did I, I say seven? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I said seven. Well, now I want to see Seven Psychopaths in this movie Six Shooter that came out in 2004. Okay. Well, Pillow Man. Those are writing credits. Oh, I don't writing. Know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the directing okay. credits are the well, same, but if you Oh, there's also a writing credit for In Bruges. Yeah. Um, oh, no, he did. He wrote and directed In Bruges. Okay. Yeah. And Seven Psychopaths. Oh, Six Shooter's a short. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Great. Not looking forward to figuring out how we're going to watch it, but yeah, I'm not we do it to... for the munchers. We do. We do. Um, if we do have to go to San Francisco, I'll be sure to complain all about it to you next week. You already did this week. Beautiful. Um, munchers, we'll see you next week. Thanks for munching. I'm Nick Owen. I'm Michael Brown. See you.